Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ENS Football Podcast. I am your. I was gonna say. I was gonna say special. I am your different guest host. No, you are special. Thanks. Much more special. Timothy Spears, uh, guest sitting in the chair this week for Nathan Judah, who's away in his spiritual home of America, taking yet another holiday. Shocker. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we've got a great podcast lineup this week. Lots of fun, lots of stuff to react on. It's been a big week, a 4 0 win for one of our teams, a 4 0 defeat for another one, and a 0 0 for another one. We can all guess who that was. Anyway, so we've got two very special guests for you this week. First up, after a two week ban for violent conduct in, inducing in a spat with Matt Wilson a few weeks ago, we've let, he's, he's cooled down. We're having him back on. It's Mr. Joe Massey. Oh, thanks for having me back. That's all right. Great but to have you hosting. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Does he have a side of the world? We know he's just. He's in. Where is he? America. America. What, is it Washington? He's going to. Uh, he's doing. He's doing a marathon and in Seattle. He's Seattle. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's going somewhere else. <clears throat> but you know, no matter where he is, he's itching for his podcast. He'll it? be listening. He'll be listening. He, he's waiting for that tweet to see when that podcast comes out, and he's look. It's tragic, isn't it? I, f- I feel bad for all the Nathan Judah fans who who are There's listening. No in. Nathan Judah fans. Well, he's, he's missed, he's, Judah's got one fan. He's missed his. <laughs> no one level of Nathan like Nathan loves Nathan. Bless him. So we've got we two, him, really. two people on the podcast this week. Someone is about to break their podcast virginity. That man is Luke Hatfield. Hello there, Luke. I'm thrilled to be on for my first ever podcast with uh, the ENS guys. You sound thrilled. <laughs> I'm, I'm so kind of knocked back, to be honest, <laughs> to be stunned. invited in. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel Nathan Judah's sizable shoes um, as a third person on here, but I'll give it a go. So for people who don't know anything about you, Luke, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I recently joined um, MNA Digital or uh, Express and Star, Shropshire Star, uh, about a month ago. Um, I'm kind of Nathan's understudy. Oh, it's not a good place to be, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's not brilliant. Who's just been left with a ton of work to do whilst Nathan's uh, running around Seattle and then heading to Vegas or wherever he's doing... So he'll be enjoying listening to this, I'm sure. Very good. Well, I thought just just to get to know Luke a bit better for people who don't know him, we just just start with a few quick fire questions. This is the kind of thing that Judah does, isn't it? So yeah, right, it's just got Judah all over it. Okay, it? okay, right. Here we go, Luke. Go on. Uh, apart from football, what is your favourite sport? Question one. Oh, basketball. No doubt about it. Basketball. Basketball. Nathan Judah, all of it. Um, <laughs> massive basketball fan. I was tall as a kid. Um, my PE teacher said, "Why don't you play basketball?" I gave it a go. Um, and from then on, uh, I was bitten by the basketball bug. And so, how, how tall are you now? I'm six foot two and a half. Yeah. That half counts for a lot, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, no, been playing since I was about fourteen. 15. Oh, blind me! Yeah. What position? What position? I don't know anything about basketball. Just no. up, up front. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of um, shooting guard. So basically, I catch the ball on the three point line, and I'm the uh, stereotypical shooter. Catchable, throw it in. Very interesting. We should get like a basketball work team going on, maybe. I love a basketball work team. Is there a bit of so, something in that, is there? Have we got enough players? Uh, it's just three at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it was three. Uh, yeah, Judah. Two more. Play, yeah. Didn't we? Well, one more, and we got a team. So you're like a striker. You sound like a striker. Yeah. Like basketball's yeah. equivalent of a striker. Isn't yeah, it? similar, similar. Um, not as athletic as uh, many other players on the court, I'll admit. <laughs> um, I've never once dunked it. But I can uh, I can touch I can touch it the hoop uh, on a good day so um, yeah I, I, yeah I, I'm more of a shooter than than a 
a dunker. Well, I said quick fire questions. That, that one was very quick. No. Uh, <laughs> next up is what's your favourite cheese, Luke? What's your favourite cheese? I feel like this is going to hurt a lot of guys' feelings. I'm not a fan of cheese. What? Oh. Get out. <laughs> Get out. I don't like cheese. Um, so you can't even name a favourite? If I mean, if I had to pick one, uh, it would be purely from the way it sounds. Gorgonzola. Well, that's disappointing. Uh, just on sound alone. Do I you mean, eat pizza? I eat pizza. But so you're a mo- mo- mozzarella fan? Yeah, but I don't like the cheese, so I end up having a lot of toppings on it to mask the taste. Wow, really? Really, That yeah. is unusual. Yeah. I, I feel like we're finding out quite a lot about Luke. Yeah. It's not a good experience. We need it next. I feel like you're both disappointed in that. I am very disappointed. Uh, black or blue biro? You can tell what I was doing when I was writing these questions. <laughs> black, 100%. Good answer, black. yeah. Good. I, I hate blue blue pen. Massy opinion rare on that? Black, pen. black yeah. Yeah, standard. Rare, too rare black pen. Really? Yeah, oh, I hate blue a blue pen. You know what? I hate red pens. Those are the worst ones. Good, good, from school, is that? Good, 100%. Good pen banter going on here. Quite surprisingly, but this this is taking a bit, of, a bit of a strange turn. Uh, right, what have we got next? Oh yeah, new five pound note or old five pound note? The new blue. Really? New blue. I can't stand them. They feel no, really I weird. Don't like them. They feel real. The amount of times I leave a five in my pocket, put it in a wash, and it ends up getting destroyed. These new ones, they're a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've saved about thirty quid already this year. <laughs> Good theory, good theory. I like it. We get, get to know a lot about Luke. Yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. this. Uh, finally, what is your favourite invention of all time? My favourite invention? Oh, wow. I don't know whether to go for something exciting or something a bit boring. I could just say the wheel. Um, wouldn't be thrilling, would it? Mine's gravity, for anyone who cares. <laughs> I just really like gravity. I think it's great. That's an invention. Someone invented it. What was the name of the guy with the apple on his head? Sir Isaac, what's his name? Newton. Newton. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with the wheel. Certainly not cheese, is it? We know that. 100%. We know that. No way. Right, let's get down to business. Uh, for those who don't know, it's been a bad week for Warsaw. We normally start with Wolves, but I think with everything that's going on, Super Saddlers at the moment. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, winning away MK Dons. I didn't win. Winning. Winning. Oh, winning, I see, yeah. yeah. And if, remember you told me if you'd have won that, you'd be one point off the playoffs with a game in hand. Last minute equaliser for MK Dons. Then a really disappointing 2-1 home defeat to Gillingham last Saturday. And then on Tuesday night, Warsaw go to Rochdale, a big game, and get spanked 4-0. It sounds like a hiding. Joe Massey, what's going wrong? Spanked 4-0, yeah. Absolute hiding on Tuesday night. I said, uh, if you can imagine... How bad they were. The scoreline reflects the performance, but they were ten times worse than that. MK Dons, they were so unlucky. They fought by far the better team, but conceded in the 90th minute. Real sucker punch, that goal. Um, so they drew that game 1-1. Then against Gillingham last Tuesday. Gillingham scored after 90 seconds. Also responded really well. Got it back to 1-1. In the second half, also were camped in Gillingham's half. Um, Gillingham had one shot on goal second half, a free kick, which J. Emmanuel Thomas hit. It hit his own player. Um, and then went into the back of the net. Where did it hit him? In the chest. In the chest. Yeah, defender, yeah, who then tried to claim the goal, which was ridiculous. But yeah, so they were incredibly unfortunate um, from those two games. Said to Whitney, should have taken six points from them. Absolutely should have. Um, but completely different story on Tuesday night. It was, Whitney described it as embarrassing, and it was horrendous. Um, four nil, could have been six, could have been seven. Adam Chambers had the only shot on goal for Walsall in the game from 25 yards wide. Yeah. 
Speaking to James O'Connor once about Adam Chambers, he's a cracking player, but James O'Connor once joked to me that he never even scores in training, <laughs> Adam Chambers. So that just sums up how bad oh, it was. Um, and Walsall never got going, they never got out of their own half, to be honest. I think at half-time, Rochdale had 71% possession. Oh, God. Um, they closed out the game with 66% possession, but I hate to say it, but it was men against boys. Whitney described it as embarrassing, and it was. So, looking at the table, seven points off the playoffs now, four off relegation. What's going wrong? Because they went on that great run a few weeks ago. What's what's been the difference? Bad luck, short, short confidence, bad selection. What's what's going wrong? It looked it looked like bad luck after MK Dons and Gillingham. Yeah. It really did because the performances were there, and you couldn't really ask much more from them. It was very, I thought both both games were really unlucky. I mean, Tuesday was a car crash, um, and that's why the players have to look at themselves now. Things have to change really after that. I think Whitney's said to me today that. No one's no one's safe for Saturday. Every one of them can be dropped. Yeah. Um. So he'll be picking his team based on training today and or Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Um. Very very hard to pinpoint what went wrong because you just didn't see it coming. You just didn't see that Rochdale performance coming. Um. But it's got to be changes now. Perhaps it got a little bit too predictable. Aaron Ostuma was outstanding in that run when they sort of went on that six game and beaten run. I think they had. Um. But teams have sort of worked that out now. Yeah. Um. Doubling up on him, and that's left Simeon Jackson incredibly isolated. He got taken off at half time on Tuesday. He did, he got taken off at half time. Um, obviously, fans raised a few eyebrows at that because he is a top scorer and he has been by far and away the best player this season. But I think Whitney was, well, the substitution didn't work, but I, I could see Whitney's logic in the sense that Oz was being doubly marked and all the space was in behind him. So he thought he'd bring on a second striker, go 4 4 2, and try and at least push them back. But mm-hmm. to be honest, that didn't work either. Um, Again, Rochdale were rampant in the second half. I remember speaking to you on Monday and you said that a few fans were kind of calling for Whitney's head and that it was kind of growing a little bit now. That can only be worse after Tuesday. Do, do, do you feel that? Is, a, is there a bit of a clamour now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the world we live in, really. Twitter and yeah. like people who think they know it all in 140 characters. It's, it's still, still relatively early days. Relatively early days. I'd love to... It's very difficult to know what all fans thing because Twitter is sort of a vacuum for people who are extreme isn't it really? yeah Crazy no you're right opinions no patience and off they go yeah um, I remember just 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 say quickly when the day that Zenga was well when Zenga was sacked his last home game they were still singing his name on the South Bank Zenga's Barmy Army or whatever yeah, yeah. and then it, you log on to Twitter after the same game and it's full of get Zenga out Zenga out everywhere so it's, it's difficult to know what the true reflection is do you know what I mean yeah it's really hard to know um, I think the, the vast majority of fans before Tuesday were happy to give him time. Um, Rochdale, anyway, I mean, I think there's only about 170 Saddlers fans there on Tuesday, but for those who saw it, you can now come away and, and be worried. But, I mean, he's not in any danger at all. He will yeah. get time at the club um, to turn it around. And the truth is, Walsall's been there and done it and seen it before. Dean yeah. Smith went on some horrendous runs. I think it was 17 games he went about. I mean, Walsall aren't in that territory. They've, they haven't won in the last three, but you'd argue that two of them, they should have won. And they've just had one shocker. Um, so w- worst case scenario, they're in the bottom four at Christmas. Whitney's still okay. Yeah, I'd imagine so. From the would, from the board's point so. of view. I mean, let's be honest. The next couple of games are massive now um, because Tuesday was so bad. And you just, if it was a one nil defeat on Tuesday, you it wouldn't it wouldn't be like this. But it really was the manner of the performance that um, really sort of struck home with a lot of people. They got Southend at the weekend. Um, I think a ninth or tenth, but yeah. on a bit of a run. Yeah. 
And I've got some good players. Very good. Uh, I was looking at their squad Fox, earlier. Yeah, up front. Nile Ranger, Anthony Wordsworth. Really for, Fortuna as well. Fortuna, From yeah. the old Anton Albion Ferdinand, player. Anton Ferdinand, yeah. Crazy. Real good players for League One. And a good manager at this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roy smile across yeah. Massey's face there. Um, they, need, they need to react. Simple as that. What I would say is Walsall this season have conceded four goals once before against Scunthorpe at home. And they responded with going on a six-game unbeaten run. So they've done it once this season. Now they have to do it again. I mean, if they lost, got hammered on Saturday, um, it's Sheffield United away on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And they are in cracking form. Rampant. Yeah, it's Rampant. Game. Um, if they got hammered in both those games, then the pressure will, will really mount. It's tough, isn't it? But, but, gen- but yeah, they have responded before, like you say. But and I genuinely believe, take it out Rochdale, I think Walsall, from the start of the season to that point, You'd seen real sort of progress with the team. Results hadn't been what they deserved or what they would have liked, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as a unit, as a cohesive unit, they had improved significantly. It's just how much a hammer blow Tuesday was. Interesting. Well, you know, there's a lot of goodwill towards Warsaw and certainly towards Whitney. I really hope they turn it around. You don't want to see them getting a relegation dogfight. No, I'm sure they will turn it around. They just need some more goals, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, I just know I'm rabbiting on now, but I'm going to talk about no, it. No, 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 yeah, go for it. Um, I think if you, if you look at the players individually, they're almost as good as the ones they had last season. Yeah. Um, like if you look at, so Frank Moose is on the left wing. I think he's as good as Milan Lalkovic, pretty much, player for player. Looking central midfield, Joe Edwards, I think he's as good as Sam Manton. Yeah. Simeon Jackson, his movement and his all-round sort of game is probably as good as Tom Bradshaw. But the big thing missing from all those players this season is goals. Mm-hmm. Manton, last season, got slagged off by the vast majority of Walsall fans. Most of them just thought he didn't do much, he sort of just kept it ticking over. But he's, I think he scored eight goals, most of them from distance. And eight goals for a central midfielder is a, very, is a good return. Laukovic on the wing, typical winger, really, really unpredictable. Um, and some games he wouldn't be in them. But he scored, he chipped in, he got ten goals. Bradshaw, the chances Simeon Jackson's had, Bradshaw would have taken more if he'd had them this season. And I think it's those goals that are missing. I think in the game now, Goals are being like criminally undervalued, as ridiculous as it sounds. Like people say, "Oh yeah, he scored," but what else did he do? Well, scoring's the hardest thing to do, and they, they change games. Like how many times have you seen it in seventieth minute, teams one 0 down, they score, and then for the last twenty minutes they go on to try and find a winner, don't they? It turns it round. No, you're right. The value of a poacher <clears throat> is far less than it was these days. I think. Yeah. For someone to literally just stick the ball in the net and do nothing else. Just stick it in the net, yeah. And or even not necessarily like a, mid, a midfielder like Sam Manton. Like I remember the Wigan game last season. Walsall were battered for 70 minutes. He rifled one in from 30 yards. Um, and from all that moment on, it was all Walsall. I mean, quick, ironically, they did end up losing that game. They got caught on the brain. They got sucker punched. Yeah. But goals change games. Um, and I just think you get players who've got goals in them, like weirdly, like, Scott Laird, a left-back at Walsall. He's got a goal in him. He's a left-back, but he's got a goal in him. I think Manton and Laukovic last season had goals in them. Where The likes of Joe Edwards, I think, has been fantastic in central midfield. I can't see him scoring. And I can't. I don't think Moose is going to get anywhere near the goals that Laukovic got. Big game of Saturday. Follow Joe Massey for all your Warsaw news and updates. Thank you, mate. That's the kind of thing that Judy says, isn't That's it? Something like that. Sounds like him. Sounds like yeah. Talking of 4-0s, surprising 4-0s, uh, there was a big surprise on Monday night at the Hawthorns. I think everybody turned up expecting a boring nil-nil, low crowd, etc., etc. Uh, but Albion surprised everyone with a massive 4-0 win. Um, Luke Hatfield, 
Albion expert. <laughs> no, Matt Wilson's off today, but you know you uh, you know you keep a close eye on all these things. Yeah, a little bit. Surprised to see that on Monday. Sort of. I, I was kind of um, questioning the decision by Sky to put it on TV when I first saw it. I was like, why on earth are you putting West yeah. Brom and Burnley on a telly? On Filling a quota, night? obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was a cracker. Well, for West Brom anyway. Sean, Sean Deitch probably don't think it was much of a cracker. But um, it was just stunning. I remember tuning in at half-time. Um, and I was like, how on earth have West Brom scored this many goals before <laughs> half-time? Because, you know, Pulis, you normally expect... Um, you know, even against Burnley, you don't expect a full-flowing attacking kind of game. But it well, was... that's the thing. I think it's the ma- it's the manner of their victories away at Leicester as well, which I caught a bit of. You know, they're they're playing good football here. It's not it's not hit and hope. It's they're they're playing some decent football. Yeah, they've they've brought in some good players and they've got some players in good form as well. Yeah, McLean's been great for them this season. Phillips, Phillips was who got on the got on the score sheet. Um, Chadley, I know he wasn't fit, but um, he's been. Phenomenal for him this Fant- season. Fantasy football pick now, Chadley. Must, well, when, Rondon, when he's maybe. back, Rondon as well. Yeah. Rondon Johnny Evans as well in my off. team. Yeah. Oh, I've got Johnny Evans. Yeah. Solid. I'm going to swap him for McCauley though, I think. Cause he... Have you? Yeah, really? Yeah, Two Albion six players? Points. Yeah, six points. Oh, decent. Night, yeah. Not a bad shout. Rondon was outstanding on Monday night though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just worked so hard off the ball. And... He's deserved his goal, didn't he? Yeah, he's absolutely definitely. Brilliant. Yeah. If you've got a player like that, he's going to get you, I don't know if he'll get, what do you reckon he'll get a season? 15? I was going to say about 10 or 12. 12 maybe. Yeah, That's a great probably. start with Charlie one side as well, coming back in. And I think yeah. Matty Phillips is a cracking player. Yes, he really, yeah, he really, he's got a lot of potential here. Yes. And you add like Evans and McCauley at the back, mm-hmm. Ben Foster in there. They've got a decent <laughs> team in West Brom. But we weren't saying this at the start no, of the season, saying, were we? Uh, <laughs> this is so top sport, this is going through one week and completely opposite. But there were a lot of problems at Albion at the start of the season and the fans were turning on Pulis. On a Monday, they're singing his name. Tony Pulis Barmy Army or whatever it was. It's just fickle fans, isn't it? Just like <laughs> we are, we've completely changed. It's amazing what a couple of It really is, though, isn't it? It really is. I, I've feared for Albion and Pulis this year, mm. um, especially with the new owners coming in. But now, new contract. If they if they win on Saturday, uh, or in fact, you know, I'm not sure what day they're playing, but they're playing Hall this weekend, which I'll check that in a minute, um, and results go their way, they'll be sixth in the table. It's astounding, isn't That's it? Incredible. West Brom. Yeah. Sixth in the table. I mean, I, mean I, I never really feared for them going down because they had Pulis in charge, but you never you never expect them to be upward of 10th. But, yeah. I mean, the way they're playing at the moment, you could probably see it if they carry on. The, the, the word that keeps coming back to me is, is streetwise. They've got a lot of players there who know how to grind out results. People like Fletcher and Morrison and Evans and McCauley. And then you add a bit of flair to that on the flanks at the moment, and they've actually got a decent team. And Pulis been there, done that. There's a lot of players in there who know what they're doing in the Premier League. All of a sudden, they look a very safe bet, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Mid-table, sort of nailed on. Yeah. I don't think they've ever finished in the top half, have they? Or something? Was eighth the highest finish? And the Steve Clark maybe. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if they could repeat that, that'd be a phenomenal achievement. What do you think, Joe? Where do you think they can finish? Plucking a random, f- I'd say tenth. Is, yeah. Is probably fair, but I think that'd be a great season. I think it's a poor bottom half of the Premier League this year, personally, yeah. looking at it. Do you think? Yeah, I think some of the I mean, some of the teams, Swansea, Hull, Hull are, Hull are dreadful, really poor. <laughs> Sunderland. I really want to throw in Middlesbrough in just to annoy you. Middlesbrough will be down there. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon they'll be fighting out. Um, but Sunderland don't look great. I mean, they've had a couple of decent I've results I've turned into recently, a closet Sunderland fan. Have you? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, and, and the weekend now, obviously, I'm at a Walsall game. 
So I know the Warsaw score, and then obviously I support Ipswich. Yeah. But even though I feel like a saddler now. Yeah. So my but my order now is obviously I know the Warsaw score. I have a quick glance for Ipswich score. I have a quick glance for Sunderland. Why? Score. Just feel so sorry for them basically. Oh. But they're just every year they're terrible, aren't they? Just terrible, and every year the fans go back and. So you're feeling sorry for the fans? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I quite like David Moyes to do well. Yeah. Yeah, I want Moyes to do well. I always wanted him at the Villa. But it never, never turned out happening, did it? And I kind of like Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. I like the fact that he's still going. Do you know what yeah, I mean? because when he went to Canada, everyone was like, oh, he's gone to retire, basically. Mm. And then he's realised it wasn't that for him. He's hungry for more. He's come back and he's doing the business week after week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if they win, you know Defoe's scored, don't you? It's such like a one man band thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of like him. Soft spot for the Black Cats. Black Country Football Podcast here. <laughs> just, a bit, just a bit of Sunderland insight for you there. Uh, so we normally get our predictions wrong on this. I think I think we're infamous for that now. But last week, myself and Keith Harrison, Expression Star editor, got it spot on. We said Wolves Preston would be absolutely dire, and it was. <laughs> it was by far the worst game of the season. Wolves took until the 86th minute to have their first shot on target this week. Uh, but I tell you what, there, there was no criticism from me because they needed that. Then kept a clean sheet in two months. They conceded in the first 15 minutes of six of their previous seven games, which is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Lambert came in first game and he did really well. Um, I was going to ask you, Luke, as a, as, a, as, a, as a Villa fan, we can say that, can't we? Villa yeah, fan? yeah, we can. I spoke to you on Monday and you said you weren't in the least bit surprised that Lambert's first game had produced a pretty boring game. No, it, it, I mean, the first thing you want to do when you come into a new club anyway is you don't want to lose it. So it didn't surprise me at all that he went out not to lose the game. It didn't really strike me as a performance where it's like, oh, Wolves could have nicked it. If anything, it probably could have gone the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it didn't surprise me. And I mean, when he was at Villa, he kind of had his hands tied. He, he couldn't really sign anyone. The signings he did make were hit and miss. But in general, I think Villa went a couple months without scoring. Yeah. So goal of the month competitions were out the window. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it didn't surprise me. But at the same time, I feel like he could, you know, kick on. Um, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, I think he was doing that to get results, wasn't he? Like like Kenny Jackett did at Wolves last year as well. And I think this is very much, well, hopefully it's a one-off. I mean, he said to me this week, he wants to take more risks. And he, and he knows that. He wants to be on the front foot and play attacking football. So it's all about context, isn't it, really? I don't know. What do you think? Do you think, Joe, do you think he's a good fit for, for Wolves? Yeah, I really like Lambert as a manager. Yeah. I think he's really good. Um Bit concerned about this assistant manager thing. I think he's had a lot of success with. Was it, was it Culverhouse? It was well. He's had a few. It was Culverhouse at Norwich and and Colchester, I think. Yeah. Um, and then he had issues at Villa, didn't he? And um, yeah, I think they fell out. He's not with them now. A couple of disciplinary yeah. issues, I think. Yeah. But yeah. So I think that's a slight issue that he hasn't got. I think they're two of his busy, biggest successes, aren't they? Yeah. Well, he ha- he hasn't got an assistant at the moment. I mean, he had he had Alan Irvine at Blackburn last year. He's now at Norwich. He's had another couple along the way as well. So yeah, there's currently no assistant. Um, but I've always, I've always admired Lambert. I always thought he was a good manager. I thought he did a cracking job at Wickham. He's good at picking up players from the lower leagues as well. Yes. Though. Oh, some of the Norwich guys that are still there now that he, that he picked up as bargains. I can always remember Pilkington doing really yeah, well. Yeah, got, yeah. got from Huddersfield, I think. Yeah. Was it Huddersfield? Yeah. yeah. Really good player. Mm. Um, so he's got definitely got an eye for a player. He's done a lot. Did a hell of a lot in his playing career as well, didn't he? At Dortmund. Who's the, who's the centre half oh, yeah. at Norwich? Who's still there? Who's still in the team? You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. Who's been at Norwich for years? What's his name at centre half? This is great, great, great podcast radio. Uh, I was going to say that song. But <coughs> no, he did. He's, 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 
No, he, he had a habit of, of picking up a few bargains, yeah. But, uh, January's going to be a crucial month because Wolves have got 30 players, That's all told. <clears throat> which Selling spree. Yeah, well, I think this is the benefit. You know, fans have been a bit concerned about the involvement of George Mendes, who can bring players in very quickly. And I think he can also get rid of players very quickly. So I think that may be of benefit in January. Some of these lads they've signed from overseas, they'll be able to get rid of pretty quickly if they're not going to fit into Lambert's squad, which is certainly talking like that's like that's the case. Are you expecting a more British team then? Oh, yeah. There was only there was only two new signings in the team on Saturday, Helder Costa and Bod Varson. Oh, right. A couple of injuries, but he's just yeah forgotten about the rest. Really? Yeah, he he want, I think he wants a core of a of a not necessarily British, but players who know the league. Mm. So that means that yeah, a few a few of the lads that are on loan from Benfica aren't going to be hanging around. I yeah, I was going to say you've got a lot of loan players who you can just kind of kick out. Five loan players, I, I expect two or three to go, and he's also talking a lot about bringing the kids in. I mean, bright bright in the Bakari. Yeah, that was got a shock, shock start on Saturday and did okay. Did he do all right? He did, he did okay. It wasn't the best game for him. There was He was floating around in the 10 roll. There was no space between midfield and defence, you know, Preston-like, mm. big burly centre-halves. It was a tough game for him to get into. But Lambert said it's the best group of kids he's seen for a few years. So I think we'll see a few more in the team coming up. That's promising. Steve Ball loves talking about those kids, doesn't he? He's always talking about the Wolves Youth Academy and saying how good the players are. Yeah, he loves but, it, yeah. yeah he loves, loves it. it. Yeah. That's a bit, a bit of a random reference. What, Steve Ball? Yeah, yeah. No, he does though. Whenever I speak to him, he's always talking about the kids at Wolves, saying they're class. He thinks that there's loads of them there. Well, they, well Steve Morgan invested millions and millions about three or four years ago, and now it's starting to bear fruit now. There are some real talents in there that are shining for England at their youth levels. Very exciting. But yeah, excited about this weekend, 27,000 at Molyneux on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Half, awesome. half price tickets. Oh, Ka-ching. So uh, <laughs> Lambert's first game, it's Bully's 30th anniversary as well, and uh, Andy Thompson going to be on at half-time. All right. So very good. Look forward to that one. Yeah, should be good. Uh, moving on to Aston Villa. Now, are you going on Saturday? I'm not going. I am covering all the football. Um, all the football. All the football. So um, hopefully uh, some more goals than on Tuesday. Because on Tuesday, obviously, I was covering Walsall and then Shrewsbury for a shop show. And it wasn't a great night. Oh, dear. Um, well, I was going to say, if you were going, I would be very jealous. Because I would love to be at Villa Park on Saturday. To see the man who I think is probably the best striker seen at this level since Steve Ball. Some some say that. Some say that. Some say some say he won't score six goals this season. Oh, it's Ricky. But Ricky Lambert's oh, at Villa so Park, Ricky. and you know what he did last week, didn't you? Did you see that? He, he scored. He scored. He scored three goals already. Lambert is smashing it. Absolutely smashing it. Uh, but yeah, his Cardiff team visit Villa Park on Saturday. Love to be there just to shake his hand, really. <laughs> You can buy me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, have you been keeping up to date with that bet, Mr. Messi? With Villa? No, with with the Lambert bet. Oh, always make sure I'm watching on Lambert Watch, mate. Standard yeah, Lambert yeah. Watch, Just yeah. Just have a quick check. Yeah. Free coffees next season. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen, wait. mate. Three goals we need. He's going to get three penalties. He, yeah, he takes penalties, and he? takes penalties, yeah. He's a good little finisher. Judah and his idiotic, excitable moves again, isn't he? I mean, I would have had him to have 10 or 12 this season, to be honest with you. Easy, easy, easy. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> <coughs> I reckon uh, he'll get I'm double not figures. Sure, I'm not sure. Printing coffees. Um, so Villa Cardiff. But yeah, I was, I was having a look. I didn't realise you still haven't lost under Steve Bruce yet. Six no, six no. games unbeaten. Yeah, and we should have beat Brighton. Um, Villa really should have. They dominated the second half. Um, they just couldn't find a goal. 
which was kind of reminiscent of the the Di Matteo era somewhat. Um, we played a lot of games where we dominated but couldn't quite finish. Yeah. But um, under Bruce, things look they just look more confident in general. Like if it's one or we're not fearing giving up a goal, we're looking to get one. So it's it's a bit better. Yeah. Um, and Bruce has kind of revitalised the squad a little bit. Um, Di Matteo didn't really fit in well. I was kind of sad to see him go as a fan. But I could understand it because they just weren't winning and considering that they wanted to get promotion or at least the playoffs, they weren't looking good for it under him. I'll tell you what surprised me on Friday, the return of Gabriel Agbonlahor. Who saw that coming? I didn't see him starting. I mean, I can't... How, how did he play? I didn't see the game. Did he do all right? He, I mean, he did all right, but he didn't score a goal and he didn't really set so the world he, on fire. Where did he play? What position? I think he was up front. I'm, I mean, I'm not entirely sure, but I imagine they had him up front. In a, f- in, in a what, 4 4 I'd guess so. Alongside, was it Khadija? Uh, yeah, Kodja. Kodja would be up front with him. But He's the best striker in the championship. Kodja. Oh, Kodja. yeah, Kodja's unreal. Class. Well, they paid enough for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, a lot yeah. of money. But some of his finishes this season have been quality. They've been... His all-round player, I think, is magic. He's oh, such yeah. a good player. Even off the wing, he's great. Because he can cut in and he can he can work wonders. And then you got a Doma on one wing as well. Whose supply is great, um, so I don't know. I don't know about Gabby though. It seems like he's, he's stuck him in. He must be doing something right in training for Bruce to say stick, stick him in. Lost a bit of timber as well, has he? Yeah, but he's still not quite as pacey as you know, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Gabby, I don't know whether that's age or whether it's the muscle he's put on or injury or whatever. But he's not quite that that quick anymore. So it surprises me to see him starting. I'd I'd rather him to see him start McCormack or someone like yeah. that. A proven goal scorer in the championship. Gabby's never really played in the championship and never really scored that much in the past like three or four seasons. So I'd probably go with McCormick, but he must be doing something right in training. You can see a playoff push coming, can't you? Six, six games unbeaten, great foundation, not too many points off the playoffs. They've got one of the best squads in the league, one of the best managers in the league. You can <clears> see it happening, can't you? I think Bruce's influence has just been absolutely huge since uh, since he's come in. Yeah. I've only had I had one brief dealing with him during Villa Blues, which you were at as well, weren't you, Luke? Yeah. Um, he was in the press room afterwards. I was just so impressed with him. Um, just the way he conducts himself. He's so sort of jovial and happy, a pleasure to be around. He's got time for everyone. He wanted to stop and talk. And I mean, Fee can tell a lot about a manager by the way they are with the press. Um, but Bruce just had time for everyone. Wanted to talk, wanted to joke, but serious as well. Wanted to get his point across. And I spoke to, I'm always getting confused, Craig Gardner and Gary Gardner. Gary Gardner's the Villa lad, isn't he? Yep. And I spoke to him after the game, and he said, um, since Bruce has gone in, they just don't feel like they're going to lose. And mm. I think for him to say that at that stage, because it was sort of two weeks, maybe two, three weeks ago now, yeah. um, for him to say that, I mean, Bruce has clearly had a massive impact since replacing Di Matteo. And I just think, the players think he's much more professional. They know, they know what to expect from him. They know he's the real deal, and um, they believe in him. Basically, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I, I think he, he definitely knows what he's doing, and the play, it kind of feeds down into the players. With Di Matteo, you always thought, is could he do it at the Championship? Whereas with Steve Bruce, you know that he's done it before, and the players kind of see that, and then that confidence kind of runs through the entire squad. By the way, Gary Gardner, what a goal against Blues! Great goal, isn't it? Yeah, tidy little header. We had a great angle as well, didn't we? We were right behind it. 
Um, I won't. I won't carry on talking about Villa. <laughs> but I thought the way Villa defended <coughs> the game was amazing. Seeing as though Blues had such little time, because Blues did dominate the ball, mm. and you could tell Blues were a team that had been together for sort of two. Because Rowett's in his second full season, I think. Yeah. You could see they were much more. They were much more sort of. They were more of a unit. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but Bruce had them drilled and organised and kept mm. them out. I mean, I know they conceded one, but I thought. For the time he's been there, I think he's done remarkably well. Yeah, the individual performances by the players have been massively improved as well. Like the the left backer Mavi, the one who's just come back from the knee injury, he wasn't he was in and out of the squad under Di Matteo. They, they were sticking on the wing, whereas with Bruce, he stuck him at left back, replacing Sissoko. And in that Villa Blues game, he was phenomenal. He was great. He was yeah. winning everything. Um, so it kind of that confidence is really it's really showing at the moment for Villa. I think. Um, and then if they beat Cardiff, I mean, I know the owner's there this this weekend. He's doing that sitting with Gia. Oh yeah. So uh, some of the fans will get to sit with him. Oh right. Um, I'm not too sure how well that's going to go down, but um, maybe they'll pull out a good performance. Sitting with, the owner. with Gia. That's some kind of weird protest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Right. Well, I don't know if you guys are listening for the last couple of weeks, but we've been keeping an eye on where our listeners are listening from. Oh, you haven't listened then. No. <laughs> I've only heard you're massive in Malaysia. We were massive in Malaysia. So, I had a little look at last week's stats. Uh, in fact, first of all, we got, a, we got a letter this week. Oh, nice. Not a made-up letter either. This is Mike Salmon from West Yorkshire. Hi, Nathan, Tim, et al. Hands up, I admit to being the Holmfirth listener on your podcasts. That's what we were talking oh. about last week. Holmfirth. I've never heard of the place, but uh, it's lovely. Very nice letter. Uh, apologies to Nathan. I ignored him and his camera after a Wolves match recently. I was returning to the car at speed to beat the traffic. We had lost anyway. Shock. So it would have been un- unbroadcastable. 200-mile round trips for a loss are bad enough without committing the Vox Pop to video. 200 miles round trip. That's a decent effort. Uh, he says, I sit behind you on home match days and sometimes see you en route to your free hospitality. While I queue for a meal deal, chicken bolty pie and a tango. You don't get that in the press box, do you? That's a good meal, though. I wouldn't mind a bit of tango in the press box. I love apple tango, favourite drink, love it. Thanks for getting in touch, Mike. Anyone else who'd like to get in touch, it is podcast at expressandstar.co.uk. Or tweet us. Do you like this? This is exactly what Judith. Or tweet us, ES (laughs) underscore podcast one. No, a few fans have got in touch on Twitter, actually, so I really appreciate that. How was the Rochdale food on Tuesday, I meant to ask you? Uh, no food. No food. No food. Um, but it was freezing as well, wasn't it? It was freezing. What about the Wi-Fi? There was a coffee it? machine, but you had to, they had to give you a gold coin. One gold what? coin. What? Yeah, you got one free coffee, thanks to a free gold coin. Um, but the Wi-Fi was decent, so I'll take that, to be honest. Just one coffee? One coffee, mate, yeah. When, when did you have it? Before, during, after? And it before... Right. Uh, Which I did regret at half time. Yeah, so I was yeah. freezing and thought I'd never coffee now. Shall I go and ask the press officer for another gold coin? But they felt precious. I didn't dare ask for a second. I thought you might have gone after because you need it for the drive home on a Tuesday night, don't you? Yeah. Oh, man, I had a shocker driving back. Did you? Yeah, motorway closed. Oh. Sat now struggling to find anything. Oh. I ended up managing to go all the way from Rochdale back to where I live in Talford without going on the motorway. Did you? Oh, Eight roads and country lanes all the way. With the help of the sat nav? Yeah, eventually found it. It's one of those things where I had to just drive until the sat and I found a way to get me and then got home. Oh, I hate that. I hate that because you just want to get home. Yeah. You just want to get home. That is, I hate Tuesday night away games. I was starving as well and thought I'd stop off service as you know, get a coffee, bit of, bit of fuel for the yeah, rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No services on A roads, mate. Oh. Two and a half hours later. Got Cardiff away in a few weeks on a Tuesday. I'm not looking forward to that. It's not a good drive to that. It's not, mate. Right, anyway, yeah, uh, I've had a look at the stats for the last podcast. Who's been listening from where? Oh, yeah. Uh, we are massive in Denmark this week. Huge. Denmark plays Huge. have gone up to nine plays in Denmark for some reason. Don't know what's happened in Denmark recently, but they are listening in in Denmark. Uh, also, Vietnam is the shock, new, shock new entry on the list with three plays, three plays in Vietnam. Uh, isn't Walter Zenger around them parts? Oh, well, you've Thailand. ruined my next bit, Luke. You've ruined my next bit because uh, moving on to cities, because you can have a listen. Obviously, Joe, you don't know about this, you haven't listened, but you can have a look at, at what countries and what cities people are listening from. So, perhaps unsurprisingly, as soon as Mr. Harrison was here last week, uh, Preston got almost as many listens as Wolverhampton no, well, last oh, week. Wow. 80, 80 plays from Preston, 97 in Wolverhampton. Uh, and there, yeah, six in Bangkok. Six in Bangkok, which is exactly where Mr. Zenger is at the moment. So, hi, Walter. How are you doing? <laughs> Great to have you on board for the podcast. Six times, not even once. Well, it oh, may, yeah. may or may not be him, but yeah, we've it's got we've him. we've gone up in Thailand and Bangkok this week in the charts. And who's and there? It's quite a coincidence. And Denmark. We'll put it that way. Yeah, That's I mean, safe. we we know he's still keeping in touch with the whole wolves thing because well, because he tells us every time he posts them on Instagram, he uses the hashtag Wolves A We. Yep. Still going with it today. Yeah, just let go, Walter. If you're listening, <laughs> come on. It's gone now. You've got to move on. But it is quite strange how you don't really just get this on social media where a manager gets sacked and then he'll just keep going with Wolves hashtags. Yeah. It's quite unusual. Wolves fans reply to him as well, don't they? They're, they're still quite nice in comments as well. As they love him. They miss him. They miss him. Um, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a few more random plays this week. Carlton North in Australia. Anyone ever heard of that? No. no. <laughs> four plays in there, three and four. four, three in Falkirk. All right, okay. <laughs> Rand Falkirk randomly. Uh, three in Dawlish. Anyone know where Dawlish is? Dawlish. Is it Wiltshire? D a w l i s h. Well, you should know, mate. No, I don't know. I don't mm. know. It's down south, isn't it? Don't know. Sorry, everybody oh, in Dawlish. No, I don't know. No. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> no, sorry. That's a Google for later. Uh, three in. Oh God, here we go. Uh, Solb Jerg in Denmark, S O L B Jerg, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, and three in Hoddesdon, Hoddesdon in the United Kingdom. All right. Oh, well, going to be in Europe So we're getting massive, boys. We're going international. We're going global. It's great. Everybody, get in touch if you are listening. Podcast at expressionstar.co.uk is the email. And the tweet is es underscore podcast one. So there you go. Uh, right, what time we got? Got time for a bit of a game, maybe? Oh, definitely. Have we got time for a game? You up for a bit of a game? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we did Family Fortunes a couple of weeks ago. Massey, you won't know because you haven't been listening. And last week we did Play Your Cards Right. Oh, higher or lower? Higher or lower, basically, yeah, cool. yeah. I won, I won both games, so it's only right I give someone else a go now. <laughs> so, Joe Massey and Luke Hatfield, are you ready to play this? Please. Oh, mate. I own the board game, yes. Hey? I own the board game. Do you? I, I feel like I'm at a massive disadvantage already. Oh, it's still going. Oh. Uh, it's because it's a bit long, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> uh, you got the board game. Yeah. How does that work? 
Um, just get questions on cars, it tells you how many people said it. You have like a quiz master, they ask the question, then they go, and then put your little token there. Are you, are you the quiz master? Sometimes, you have to take it in turns. Who'd you play that with? My family. Aww. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. You gonna play it at Christmas? Probably, mate. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Christmas Day, <coughs> after you've had your dinner. Yeah, bit pointless. Right, well, to warm up for your Christmas Day pointless extravaganza, do you want to play pointless? Love yeah. To. yeah, that's right, sir. <laughs> right, so obviously we can't do the proper format, so we're, we're going to do a bit of a head-to-head. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, uh, and you've got to get the lowest answer, obviously. We asked 100 people. Oh, nice. No, we gave 100 people 100 seconds to name. Right, round one, are you ready? Okay. 100 people, 100 seconds to name as many Wolves managers in the past 25 years as they could. Oh, wow. So we've this got is, I'd normally go to Richard at this point, but I haven't got a Richard. So we've just but, got to think in our heads of the lowest answer. So think of the most obscure answer for a Wolves manager in the past 25 years. That goes back to 1991. So, I think we'll start with, we'll start with Joe Massey. I think we'll start with Joe Massey. Right away, I've got to give an answer off the top of my head. Um, silence isn't good. I could try and, I could try and, I could try and fill with, with, talk about okay. something, but. So, yeah, you've got a, a, an obscure answer. So, obviously, Paul Lambert's not very obscure. Someone else might be. I'm going to go, toss up between two, but I'm going to go Terry Connor. Oh. Terry Connor. I haven't got the music, but wow, two points, really? Terry Connor. What a great answer! Oh what a great God. that is. That is very good. Oh, that is very go good. I'm going to go for another option, but I won't tell you that was right. Yeah, I'm going to struggle. Two now. to beat. Two to beat. Take the first round. Luke Hatfield, right, talk, an obscure Wolves manager. So, oh yeah, so, talk us through the board. So talk us through the board. Straight yeah, away, yeah. there's obviously Paul Lambert. It's going to be you know, not a great answer. You'd think so. Um, yeah. Terrible answer, if we're being honest. Pretty bad. Zengo is obviously pretty bad. Um, Saunders, um, mm-hmm. it's not going to be great. I'm, I'm probably going to go Solbakken. 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 You could, you, you could have beat two. You could have beat two. Have you beat two? <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a listen. No, I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, Eight points, eight points. Unlucky, oh, unlucky, right. unlucky, 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 unlucky. There were no pointless answers in this round. Uh, but if you'd have said to me, Colin Lee, you'd have won the first round. Colin Lee was worth one point. Oh. One point. Remember What's Colin it? Lee? Yeah, I remember him, yeah. He's Warsaw as well, didn't he? He's Warsaw, yeah. What was the top answer, Lambert? What, so, top was answer was Lambert on 80. Uh, Walter Zenger was 76. Kenny Jack at 69. Uh, Mick McCarthy, 55, very high answer. I'm surprised, I thought that'd be higher. Some of the better ones, Mark McGee was worth three points. He was a very good answer for anyone who got that at home, Dave very Jones. good. Dave Jones was worth 15. That's a pretty decent answer for anyone who got that. Uh, yeah, Solbach and eight. Graham Turner was nine was as well. Yeah, Graham Turner. Turner. Yeah. If you got all those at home, very well done. Very well done yeah. Right, second round. Let's have a look. Round two, so that's one nil to Joe Massey. Let's write that down. Yeah. One nil to Joe. We're doing the best of five here, by the oh, way. All right, best okay. of five. Okay, round two. On the same theme, name me any person who has managed the England football team of all time. That's not the last 25 years. Any England manager. Now, no pressure on Joe Massey, bit of an England specialist. But a bit of thinking time here, a bit of thinking time. So I'll go second this time. You'll go second this time. So, yeah. 
Not the 100 seconds we'd like to give you, Luke, but yeah. we um, gave 100 people, 100 seconds to name as many England managers as they could. Anyone who's anyone who's been given, who's had the job on a permanent basis. Basically. Oh, so South, Southgate wouldn't count. Well, he hasn't got it yet, has he? No, no. So it's anyone who's been given a job on a permanent basis, not who's managed the senior national team. <coughs> Just consult my list. Uh, oh, but you don't really get caretaker England managers, do you? So no, we'll say anyone who's managed the England team, basically, yes. All oh, right, okay. Yes. So you're, you're a bit of an expert, are you? I've got two answers. Like, I'm, Joe, Joe, I'm lo- in, Joe loves watching England. I love England, yeah. Oh, see, I've, I've not been tuning into England recently. And it's never. I, I watch the tournaments. That's about it. Um, well, that was I good feel, filling time. But now you've I got to give like, us an answer. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I'm kind of doomed to defeat with this one, seeing as Joe's such an expert. Um, there um, is there is one pointless answer on the board. I might add, just the one. I mean, anyway, Luke. Right, time for your answer. All right, I'm I'm just gonna go for Venables. Terry Venables. Let's see how many points that's worth. 30 points. 30 points for Terry Venables. Perhaps a bit of an open goal here for Joe Massey. I'd expect a low answer. If there's anyone who's managed the senior national team, I'll say Peter Taylor. Two points. What an answer. There's one pointless. There is a pointless. There's a pointless Howard Wilkinson. No, he got nine. Everyone remembers. Everyone remembers Howard Wilkinson. Oh, Two 0 Joe Massey. Any idea for the pointless answer? No. Yes. No. no. I guess Venables. So I don't think I'm going to be able to Reffy, nail this one. Don Revie got seven. Uh, a guy called Joe Mercer managed England in 1974. Oh. Pointless didn't, answer. Didn't know that. Took over after Alf Ramsey briefly, and then before Don Revie. What did the uh, great Steve McLaren get? So McLaren got 59. The best answers on the board, yeah, Peter, uh, Joe Mercer was pointless. Walter Winterbottom was three. He managed England for almost 20 years, 40s to 60s. Uh, Howard Wilkinson, nine. Ron Greenwood was nine. Stuart Pearce was four. Stuart Pearce was a good oh, answer. Really? Could have asked Stuart Pearce. 2012, he took charge in between Capello and Hodgson. There you go. Great shout. There you go, right. I'm on four for two rounds so far. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Incredible. That's very good. <laughs> well, I've got the game. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can tell you've got the experience, mate. Right, it's two 0 to Joe Massey. This 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 could this could be all over. This could be all over. But we hope not. Round three is members of the 2002 England Football World Cup squad. 2002. Remember that one? South Korea and Japan? South Korea and Japan. Some very obscure names in here, including one one point, no, two pointless answers. Two pointless answers. Nice. Uh, so you remember it, beat Argentina, got to the quarterfinals, was it, that well, year? I'm going to go first this time. You'll get to go first. I'm going to go, I'm going to give you an answer then. Already? You ready? Yeah, we need to, yeah let's crack on. Right, well, blimey, oh, all right, here we go. I'm going to take a lot of time with mine, though. <laughs> right. Mills. Danny Mills, 24 for Danny Mills. Good shout. Good he, was in the, he, was in the, he was in the first team for a little bit, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He started against Sweden, didn't he? In fact, didn't he play the whole tournament? Ah, but I've got a better one now. It's too late now. You've got to take your first answer. Yeah, 24, I'll take So, 24. There's plenty, of, there's plenty of players less than 24, Luke. This is a good chance for you to get plenty of players. Yeah. If you can name me some obscure England player from around that time. I'm trying to think. Sven was in charge, wasn't he? 
I'm trying to think when Darius Cassell got some England caps. Did he go? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but he might have. Love this thinking. Um, I'm trying to think as well. Left back at the time, Ashley Cole, right? So who would be playing his understudy? That's would a they good have way taken? Of doing that, I think. It's good reasoning. Good it's good reasoning. reasoning. Would, they, would they have taken Wayne Bridge? Was Wayne Bridge in the England? Are you telling me watching I'm a Celebrity? Is that where that's come from? I mean, oh, are you? Yeah, I'm loving it. Subconsciously. I'm loving it. I'm not loving him though. He's a right wetter, isn't he? Well, I love that. Wetter. <laughs> Wayne Wetterbridge, says Joe Massey. Yeah. I just think he's going to burst into tears any minute. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, he's... Get on with it, Wayne. Getting through the trials, though. Fair play. Yeah. Adam's <laughs> my favourite. Danny Baker's mine. I like Danny Baker. Oh, I'm not having him. Who were the backup goalkeepers? Seaman was Stein. I mean, I'm going to have to push you. I haven't thought about this enough. I should have gone squad players. You did jump in there. You, you, very, you, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, I, I was eager. I got overconfident from the first two rounds. Right, it's time for an answer, Luke Hatfield. Okay. To get um, back in the game. Ah, goalkeeper. Who was, who was England's backup goalkeeper then? Um, Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin. He's going to win with that. Nigel Martin, says Luke Hatfield. Is it there? Pointless! He's got a pointless answer! Wow! 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 What a shout! What a shout! Pointless answer. Nigel Martin. Ace 35 he was at the time. Oh, really? What an answer. Do I get a bonus for that? No, but you get a lot of credit, and we all think a lot. <laughs> we all think very highly of you. So well done. Uh, the other pointless answer was any other guesses? Not a clue, mate. Darius Vassell would have been good. He was twelve. Yeah. And who's the other play? Uh, Wayne Bridge was nine. Yeah, very good. The other pointless answer was Kieran Dyer. Oh, oh Kieran. Uh, he was on our there. Other good answers: Wes Brown was four. I mean, Hargreaves was four. David James was two, another backup goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. So, well done. Back in the game, back in the game. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Right, 2-1 to Joe Massey. Round four, round four or five. You could win this here, Joe. Yeah. It'll be Luke going first for League Cup winners since 1990. Since 1990. We asked 100 people to name as many League Cup winners as they could Ooh. in the last 26 years. Been quite a few. Oh, Quite well. a few. Can you name an obscure answer to get back in the game, Luke Hatfield? Um, on your podcast debut? On my podcast debut? Um, League Cup's not my strong point. Don't know a massive amount about the League Cup, if I'm being completely honest. There's what, one pointless answer here. And, and a couple of decent low ones. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to mix up the cups, you see. So, um, League Cup and... FA Cup regularly mixed up. I was going to say Wigan, then I was like, Wigan, no, they won the FA Cup against City. Um, to, be, to be honest, as a Villa fan, I don't even know if we won the League Cup in them years. It's poor, <laughs> that poor, is not great. I know we won the European Championships, and not the European Championships, the uh, the uh, European Trophy, UEFA, not the UEFA Cup. Champions League. I think Champions League. Yeah, the Euro European Cup. Really, yeah. the European Cup. Has your League Cup knowledge show before we get to you? Uh, I think I could name a fair few teams that have won it, but it's getting a low score, isn't it? That's what matters here. It is. And can you do that, Luke? Can I have to push you for an answer? I'm not sure if they've won it. Don't know if they have. Um, Nottingham Forest. Ooh. Nottingham Forest? They've probably won the round. Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Two points. Oh. Two points. They won it in 1990. What a shout. What a shout. Beat Oldham Athletic 1 0 in the final. No. What an answer that is. But it can be beaten. It can be beaten. Joe Massey. It's got to be a good one. There's there's one 
answer that will beat that, and it's a pointless answer. What a great... Oh, it's not Warsaw. Pulled, pulled it right back here. <laughs> Hatfield has pulled it right I'm back. I'm not going to be able to do better than that. Well, not, not with that attitude, you're not. No, that's <laughs> true. Uh, I'm going to take a stab then. I'm not going to take a stab. No. Go on, mate. And say... Oh, no. The pressure's getting to him. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of anyone that will beat that score. I'm going to just say Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur, yeah. says Joe Mercy. Is it there? And if so, how many people said it? 29 oh, people. Oh, well, Luke Hatfield, back in the game. Back in the game. Uh, the point it sounds we were looking for was Sheffield Wednesday, who won it in 1991. Oh. That would have been, that would have won it for you, Massey. Uh, it's a bit of a shame it's gone this far because my last round is not as good as the others. But never mind, did this in a bit of a rush after a press conference today. But anyway, right, the the final round. Who's going first? Joe it's Joe Massey this time. Joe Massey this time. Right. Okay. We asked 100 people, or gave 100 people 100 seconds to name as many West Bromwich Albion defenders in the 2016-17 squad as they could. 2016-17 squad. Current Albion Current squad. squad. They have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven defenders listed as, listed as defenders for their first choice position. Can you name me, Joe Massey, an obscure answer? Gallo. Albion Gallo. defenders. Take your final answer. Yeah. Twelve points oh, for Brendan that's, Galloway. That's that is a good answer. That is. That is a good answer. That's a, so, a solid answer. Yeah. So, so it's so solid it can only be beaten by one answer. This is dramatic. Oh. <laughs> this is exactly what I hope for. It's so dramatic. Oh wow! One person. And so you've got six to choose from. Obviously, a couple of obvious ones there. Yeah. So McCauley's an obvious one. Um, Talk us through the board. Talk us through the board. Well, Brunt's played at the back, right? But is he listed as a defender? If it was me, I wouldn't have him listed as a defender. I wouldn't, but, but, but he's, he's been stuck there. Maybe that's the obscure knowledge you need to win a round of pointless. I think too many people would get Brunt. Uh-huh. Um... McCauley's obviously there. Uh, Evans. Um, I feel like this isn't going to be good enough, but Dawson. Craig Dawson. Oh. Is it lower than 12? No way. On loan, Brendan. It all goes on this. I think on Neon, maybe. All goes on this. Neon. Craig Dawson scores. 35, yeah. unlucky, oh. unlucky. Joe Massey wins 3-2, dramatic. Delighted. Was, oh. I'm delighted. Uh, Nyan would have scored you 17, mm. wouldn't have won you the game. The man that would have won you the game was Kane Wilson, five oh. points. Oh, that, is, yeah. that is tough. That, that, is, tough. Tough. that yeah. is tough, that is tough. What a great game. Great game. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed that. Great game. Right, we'll finish off very quickly with predictions for this weekend. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Right, big weekend of action across the black country. We'll start with Villa versus Cardiff. Start with you, Luke. All right. Um, Villa doing well. Yep. Cardiff, they've um, hit a nice streak. They beat Huddersfield last weekend, didn't they? So um, they won't be as easy as first thought, even though they're in the lower reaches. I'll Just probably the go. Scoreline will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably go um, Villa 3 1. 3 1 Villa, very confident. Joe Messi? 1 1. 1 1. I think I'll agree with you there. 1 all. 
not the best of games. We'll move on to struggling Hull against high-flying West Bromwich Albion. Go on, Joe. Hull lost 3-0 at Sunderland last week. Looked, looked terrible, didn't they? Absolutely awful. Where is that? Uh, it's at Hull. At Hull. It's in Hull. 2 nil Albion. 2-0 Albion. Very good. Mr Hatfield? 1-0 Albion. One, we're all going for Albion wins. I think I'll go for one all as well in that one. Uh, Super Saddlers against Southends. Can't believe Derek Bish isn't around this week, oh, by the no. way. Southend fan, we had him on the podcast one week. Uh, where is he? Is he on holiday? He's on holiday, yeah. He's on holiday. We listen to him talk about Southend day in, day out, don't we? This we do. Every week, it would have been useful. The only, yeah, <laughs> well said. Uh, we'll start with you, Luke, for this one. Warsaw Southend. I reckon Warsaw will get back on track. 1 0. Good lad. 1 0. Mr. Massey? 2-1 Warsaw. 2-1 Warsaw. I think I'll say 2-0. No. I think I'll say 2-1 as well. Because you know, Southend's front line. Very impressive. I think they will score. Uh, finally, Wolves versus Sheffield Wednesday. Wolves winless in eight. That stretches back to September. Sheffield Wednesday in ninth. Uh, Gary Hooper might be out injured, which is a bit of a plus. But yeah, Paul Lamps first home game. Biggest crowd, biggest crowd for two years. Big atmosphere. I think I shall start off by saying that Wolves will draw two-two with Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I can't see. I can't see them keeping another clean sheet. They look so fragile at the back. But I think they've got a couple of goals in them, so I say two-two. Mr. Massey. Two-one Wolves. Two-one Wolves. Good lad. I th- I think Wolves will do it. I reckon they'll go out and they'll they'll do really well this game. Three-nil. Far more confident than the than the Wolves correspondent. (laughs) Someone's going to look a bit stupid on Monday morning if Wolves do end that winless run this weekend. Right, that's it. That's it. Podcast hosting debut done. Absolute pleasure to work with a professional host, mate. Absolute. Ah, enjoyed it. Cheers, mate. We do it every week. Wish we could. Well, we can. We can do what we want. We can, yeah. Excellent. Luke, enjoyed your 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 debut. Brilliant, mate. Couldn't have wished for a better one, apart from maybe winning the pointless round. Yeah. Um, Keep it a good game. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I pulled out some answers, but no, brilliant. Ease you in gently? Yeah, yeah, I like the quickfire questions at the start. I feel like everyone knows me a little bit better now. Well, we all know you don't like cheese, we're all a bit disappointed about <laughs> that. But anyway, never mind. Uh, yeah, get in touch, podcast at expressionstyle.co.uk, tweet us es underscore podcast one. Thanks, guys, for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>